0: City Council in Chicago has brushed aside warnings from Walmart stores to approve an ordinance that makes Chicago the biggest city in the nation to require big box retailers to pay a living wage. The ordinance passed 35 to 14 yesterday after three hours of impassioned debate. It requires mega retailers to pay wages of at least $10 uh, an hour plus uh, $3 in fringe benefits. Three dollars in fringe benefits. By by mid-2010, it would only apply to companies with more than $1 billion in annual sales and stores of at least 90,000 square feet. Alderman Tony Preckwinkle said, it's uh, trying to get the largest companies in America to pay decent wages. No, it's not. Minimum wage in Illinois, by the way, six and a half. Uh, The federal minimum is $5.15. Mayor Daley and others warned that a living wage proposal would drive jobs and desperately needed development from some of the city's poorest neighborhoods and lead uh, people like Walmart to abandon the city. It's exactly Walmart will ring the city. Walmart will surround the city. But <laughs> they will not go there. This is, has nothing to do with a livable wage. This has nothing to do with making big companies pay a livable wage. This is all about uh, uh, unions. This is all about the Democrats uh, being loyal to unions. I think the Acorn Group was behind this—a huge liberal group. It just let me—the it, it, minimum wage, and it looks like the Republicans are going to propose one of their own increases. So uh, it, this is all moot. But you know, I'm going to keep—I'm going to keep talking about it because it, it's ridiculous. The minimum wage. Uh, is an arbitrarily set wage has nothing to do with market conditions. It actually reduces jobs. It 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 results in the loss of jobs. People don't believe that, but it is statistically true. Now let's let me ask you, people in Chicago at the uh, at the city council, ten bucks an hour in 2010. Why not tomorrow? This is desperately needed, isn't it? Why are you going to wait? almost 3 years or 4 why wait 4 years what's the point here by the time we get to 2010 $10 an hour is going to be not that much different than the 615 or 650 that is the required minimum wage in Chicago now why wait and by the why stop at 10 if if $10 is is a good livable wage wouldn't $15 an hour be even better And if that's true, then why stop at 15 Why? Why didn't you make the livable wage $20 if big corporations, who was this that said this? Tony Preckwinkle said they're trying to get the largest companies in America to pay decent wages. Well, I don't think $10 an hour is a decent wage, Ms. Preckwinkle. I wouldn't work for it. Who do you think will? Big companies need to pay their fair share. Fifteen's better, but why stop there? Why didn't you do $20 an hour? And what is this, $3 of French benefits? $3 won't even buy a, gas, a gallon of gas in Chicago. Now, you call it a French benefit? It's absurd. It's insulting. Make the fringe benefit. In fact... Miss Preckwinkle, I have a better idea. Forget this hourly wage business in the first place. If we're talking about really making these companies come clean and be honest with the people who are making them successful, then let's just say that there is a required minimum salary of $75,000 a year for everybody that works at Walmart. Everybody gets health care, dental, no copay, no deductible, and $20,000 fringe benefits every year. Well, we can't do that. Why not? Why if you can go from $650 to 10, why can't you go from $10 to $15? And if you can go to $50, why can't you go to $20? I mean, go talk to your union buddies or doing whatever jobs they're doing and ask them if they would go back to $10 an hour on the basis it's a livable wage. Do you think Louis? <laughs> Uh, down there in a stonemason, the, stone uh, uh, the bricklayers or whatever, is going to tell you that he'll accept $10 an hour on the basis of a livable wage? Don't you think that Walmart ought to at least have to pay the lowest union contract equivalent in Chicago? Where do you come up with these arbitrary numbers? Ten bucks? Chump change. Fifteen? Chump change. Why, the average illegal immigrant wouldn't work for that. You're gonna have to do better than that in Chicago if you're gonna really talk about a living wage. But I don't know how you stop at ten. I don't know how you stop at twenty, and I don't know why you don't just go and make it official. Make it a hundred grand, Miss Preckwinkle. Make it one hundred grand. Talk about a livable wage. Somebody might really be able to buy a car and not have to take Chicago public transit at a hundred grand. I have to teach them English, but No, no, don't even have to do that. And make Walmart pay for that if they want to learn English. Go all the way with this, Chicago City Council. You are just tiptoeing around here. You're dancing around the real truth. You don't care about these workers. You just want a double-digit minimum wage. Because you know what this does? Can I tell you what the big secret of the minimum wage is, folks? now the so-called livable wage, in addition to whatever political uh, ploy it is to try to teach the downtrodden, the forgotten, the hungry, and the thirsty that the Democrats care about them, what it really is is a way to goose union wages up. Because good old union negotiators in Chicago are now going to say, whoa, people that don't know how to count beyond 10 and have only been in a country for a couple of years, are going to make 10 bucks an hour at a box store, at the checkout line, or somewhere stocking things on shelves? Well, good for them. We want to raise our union contract the next time it comes up. The higher the minimum wage goes, the higher the baseline for union contracts are. This is such a scam. And of course, since the City of Chicago and its union deals that it makes with the city and with other people is actually paid by Chicago taxpayers. People like Tony Preckwinkle don't really have to think of the money coming out of her purse or pocketbook or back pocket, whichever she prefers. Al in uh, in Chicago, uh, welcome, sir. Nice to have you on the program.
1: Rush, nice nice to talk to you. I'm Thank you, here sir. I'm in Chicago. I'm at Moscow on Michigan. Uh, this is nothing more than a political act. Uh, it's also an act that will impact greatly on the poorest of the people in Chicago. If you know Chicago, there's a ring of poverty around that very successful core downtown. Those folks rely on public transportation. They won't be able to benefit from the targets and the Walmarts and the discounts that are available. You know, Ben Stein, the economist, has many times said that Walmart is the greatest poverty, anti-poverty program going. But this is also a political act. You know, they'll, they'll cancel this out if they begin to see stores growing and, and being built right across the line in, in suburban communities. And that is what will happen because it happened with gas stations. Gas stations rim the city. Well,
0: it's which, uh, already started. Walmart's already said they're going to build a store in one of these uh, economically depressed places, and the people that live there love it. Now, that's well, an excellent. I, that's an excellent point. An excellent point. If these stores get built... Outside the and you said it not I the ring of poverty uh, in uh, in Chicago, then the, the the primary beneficiaries of a Walmart store won't be able to get there to take or they'll go broke getting there and won't be able to spend any money once they do get there.
1: Absolutely, can I tell you, Kmart, Home Depot, uh, Lowe's, they're they're building right now in Evergreen Park, and these are communities that are one block, you know, they they share a border with the city of Chicago, and they do yeah. it because also sales tax in Chicago. If you cross the street, you go into Indiana. You go from eight, eight and a half percent down to six, and Chicago is hurting well, itself. But Chicago uh, has always done this. That's not unique. What I that, call a captive constituency. That's
0: the that, <laughs> captive constituency. But that's that's not. I mean that that's true in uh, the sales tax. I mean, uh, in uh, in New Jersey, they they bumped up the sales tax on some luxury cars and boats once, and people just went to Pennsylvania. Uh, and, and they ended up having to rescind the tax because it, liberals think raising taxes raises revenue. They do not understand the dynamic aspects of, of raising or cutting or lowering taxes. But I'm going I'm to tell you something here. This is uh, – uh, I want to ask you about the mayor because you're yep. obviously – in Chicago, you're closer to it than I am. The other day, this wacko bunch of city council people actually passed a trans fat ordinance. Yes, sir. Or they're working on it. And, 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 and Mayor Daly said, What the hell are we doing? We got serious problems with kids in this country. We got a drug problem, got a crime problem. What the hell are we regulating people's menus for? And he opposes this uh, living wage thing. Now, what's with that?
1: Yeah, the City Council of Chicago has nothing better to do. I mean, they. they no, they I mean,
0: what's it. no, no, no? What's with Daley opposing the Daly's a Democrat too. Daly's sounding like a Republican, almost a conservative Republican on this.
1: Yeah, but Daly's, you know, Daly's not running for anything at the moment. Uh, he's well, he will be soon, but he's yeah. doing a Straddle. He's doing a straddle. He, you know, he's doing what Clinton always does. He wants to be on the right side of the issue. It, it, it's not a matter of principle. It's a matter of positioning. And that's how Daley always operates.
0: Wait a second. The living wage, minimum wage, that's a fundamental, defining issue of the Democratic Party, and he's ripping people like Tony Preckwinkle. By the way, how long has Tony Preckwinkle been a member of the city council in Chicago? I think forever. <laughs> Is she married?
1: You know, I don't know. I, I can't, can't speak not Just wondering our, if it's her uh, maiden I, I name.
0: More. I'm sorry? I'm just wondering if it's her maiden name. I can Google it. You don't have to worry about it. I'll handle it. Uh, anyway, thanks, thanks, Al. I appreciate appreciate the input. This, this is this is just fascinating stuff. But it is you know, big cities, big Democrat cities are locked back in an old era, A drive-by media locked in an old era. There are major transformational changes happening in front of all of them in the Middle East, in this country, and they're so locked in that old lens and that prism through which they look at news that they're missing all of it. You know, here, here's something else for the Chicago City Council, and for, for everybody else here, that toying around with this lunacy, and it is sheer lunacy, of raising the minimum wage. And I can demonstrate it to anybody who thinks they want to call and argue with me about it. Because I know how you're going to argue. You're gonna, but, Russ, who can live on $5.15 an hour? Who can live on that? Well, uh, a lot of people are not living on it, is the point. It's an entry-level wage. It's, many of them are the equivalent of babysitters. There are entry-level jobs in America. The newest one being the illegal immigrant job. And then there are other jobs that you just, your first job in the marketplace. There is a myth out there that heads of households supporting the uh, family sedan and the 2.8 kids and a white picket fence in suburbia on $5 an hour, 5 dollars whatever the hell it is, is a myth. Heads of households are not earning. I mean, there may be some, uh, but it's... You, you're, you're going to react to this totally emotionally. The rest is not enough. And not enough. Yeah, I know. Well, how many of you think what you're earning right now is enough? I, I bet you're all saying, no, I need more. Even I say that. Even I say. Now, what are we doing about it? Are we running around? We need a government program to raise my wage. Is minimum wage. You know something else that's not talked about with the minimum wage? The tax burden. Why isn't the tax burden, which cuts the net minimum wage, ever discussed, if the minimum wage is so crucial, shouldn't it be free of any taxation? Like Ms. uh, Ms. Preckwinkle in Chicago, a $10 living wage. Make it tax-free. I know that they're not going to pay people income tax out of that, but they are going to pay state. They're going to pay through the nose on state income tax. They're going to have Social Security, Medicare taxes withheld, and a whole bunch of other things, unemployment insurance, workers' compensation. Now, I mean, how, how is that fair? You, you people in government, talk about how unfair it is that the minimum wage is so low, and then you, whatever the minimum wage is gets eaten up by your taxes. So, if you really believe all this, those of you at the Chicago City Council, or any other you pro minimum wage geeks. If you actually believe this, then make the next time you propose it all the way through. No taxes. Every minimum wage recipient is exempted from taxes. It's too important. People need to live, Mr. Limbaugh. They need to be able to eat and feed their families. I understand that. And I wouldn't want to do it on $5 an hour. I wouldn't want to do it on 10 Although I've done it on the equivalent. We all have is the point. Well, other than you trust funders and you Wall Street people whose first job out of, out of Harvard, your hedge fund is a couple hundred grand a year. But most people have earned the equivalent of I did when I was 13. I uh, got it out of the way when I was 16, 17, and 18. That's when I earned the equivalent. It was a buck and a quarter an hour. And I didn't even care. It was so little I didn't care. I just, I just love the experience. I gave the money to my dad because he had fronted me the money to go to broadcast school. That's ah, not a broadcast school. it's an electronic school. Went down to Dallas when I was 16. Had to have a radio license. It's irrelevant now, but I had to have one then in order to work at this radio station in my hometown. And uh, he required me to, and it cost 600 bucks, to fly me down there, live in some old woman's house for the six weeks. Well, that they had a whole row of houses down there next to the school, and they... The owners of the houses rented out rooms for a very cheap, it was a school, it was a factory. All kinds of guys going through there, women too. And I was 16 when I did it, and when I got back and started working, gave my dad the money, pay him back, and unbeknownst to me, he set up a a bank account. Uh, And that just, all that money, after, after, what, three years, it was like $3,000. So I made $1,000 a year, and I was working full time. Now, I was a teenager, but that's what the minimum wage is. It's exactly what it is. It is misrepresented as something that uh, a majority of Democrats, a majority of Democrats want you to believe, a majority of Americans are just one paycheck away from homelessness and destitution. And it's all Bush's fault, the Republicans' fault, because they won't raise the minimum wage and so forth. I'm just saying, if you're going to go out there and raise the minimum wage... Uh, you, as a city council member, a member of Congress, whoever, whatever governmental body you're part of. Be fair. Go all the way. Exempt all taxes. I mean, okay, $10 livable wage, $3 fringe benefit. That's really, really cute. That's $3 fringe benefit. That's just so thoughtful and compassionate. I wouldn't have thought of that myself. That shows how much smarter the liberals are than I am. But after the taxes, the state taxes, the Medicare—if there is federal income tax—ten dollars an hour. Probably going to pay any uh, most taxes paid by the rich uh, in this country. Uh, but Medicare, Medicaid, uh, Social Security, uh, uh, one-armed uh, amputees, uh, Greenwich Village uh, Fund, whatever's taken out of there. Ten bucks is going to add up to about five or six an hour. Now, is that really compassionate? I don't think so.